0: So we're starting a new series, Ephesians, Ephesians through the eyes somewhat of Eugene Peterson and what this will allow us to do is you can buy the book, Practice Resurrection um, and you can read it as individuals and I'm looking down at the small groups and I'm saying if you wish you can follow along in the small groups as well. I, uh, well, let me say why, first of all, Um, Jonathan suggested this book as something we might look at coming into the winter program, and I had thought maybe what we would do in September was to look at who we are as a church again. We did that two years ago. What is Fitzroy? Who are Fitzroy? How are we growing? And then as I, uh, over the summer, read Eugene Peterson, I thought, this is right on what I was trying to do in that, so we'll use it as our way to find out who we are. Um, It helps with the reading I did in the summer. Rose mentioned as she was speaking there about we have this 10-10, or I have, and I shared it with the session at our away day last year. Uh, 10-10 being John chapter 10 and verse 10, life and all its fullness that Christ came to bring us. 10-10, the day I was born. And uh, therefore, this idea of 10 out of 10, fullness. And we want to be as a community, uh, 10-10 in worship. And the last hymn... um, that's exactly what we want to try and do. ten in pastoral care, and you will hear over the course of this month how session will be taking some of you and trying to look after you a little bit, um, and how we want to develop that. Ten, ten, and mission. You've heard about seven days in summer. Uh, Keith, no doubt, we'll get a chance at some stage to tell us what's happening uh, over at the international project that's moving out of Ulsterville next door. Uh, what we're doing in Mornington, what we're doing in Botanic, what we're trying to do around the university. Ten, ten. And uh, it seems to me that what Peterson does in his um, commentary on Ephesians is he brings this text alive to us in the sense of church as ten, ten, and so it fits and ticks all the boxes of what we might want to do at the start of another church year. Uh, Walter Brueggemann, in a book called Finally Comes the Poet, says that the preacher's job is to be a poet who brings the text into the context and makes it live where we are. And we're going to try and do that because I think Peterson brings Ephesians into the context of the century that we live in and the Western world. And I think we're then going to take his text and say, well, how does that fit into what this uh, eccentric little community that I'm looking out at, how does it touch that? That's what we're going to do. John Stott in Ephesians saw it as a a new society coming together, and his message speaks, uh, message, the Bible speaks today series. And uh, he also, by the way, Stott has another study called building uh, the community of the church. So Stott and Peterson at this level see this uh, as very significant to what we are as a church. Um, Peterson, the title, Practice Resurrection, he would be saying that that is what we need to do in the world that we live in. We need to be those who who practice resurrection in the midst of a world that's dying. Last week I played you a song by Bill Fay. We used it as a, a meditation and Thanksgiving. And Bill Faye is a, a strange character who disappeared in 1971 to become a gardener and stack shelves in shops. And somebody discovered his albums from 1971, caused him to make a new album, which is very uh, Christ-centered, songs of the crucifixion and the cross of Christ. I have no idea about his journey of faith. But what he said in an interview this week in the press was, the world I sing about is a weary world, a lost world. A broken world, and we need a transcendent hope in that world. And I sing about that. In um, uh, this book of Ephesians, the word glory appears quite a lot. This is about the glorious salvation of Jesus Christ. And uh, Peterson says that this word glory gives us a large enough imagination. For living in the fullness of God's glory. Church is what God does. Church is what God does, not us. And we participate in it. In a dying world, God gives us the church. When Jesus was born, as Jonathan was praying about, the Holy Spirit came upon Mary. And Jesus, in a womb, born, growing up. When Jesus was grown up and he went to be baptized, the Holy Spirit descended from heaven to kind of clarify, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And when those just as eccentric, if not more eccentric than you and me, gathered in that upper room, you wouldn't want to be been pastor in that crowd either really, would you? The Holy Spirit comes down And the miracle of Jesus' birth, the miracle of heaven opening at his baptism, the miracle of the church, you're a miracle. We're a miracle. We are what God does. We participate in it. How will we participate in it? This is what this book is all about. Uh, Peterson quotes a John Mackey who says, This letter is pure music. What we read here is truth that sings, doctrine set to music, the most contemporary book in the scriptures. Now, let's get it right. It's a book about the church, but Peterson's very quick to say it's not a blueprint for how the church should be. We don't go back into Ephesus and say, well, that's where we should meet. That's what we should sit in. That's where the minister should speak from. That's how the service should be laid out. That's how they should do pastoral care, and that's how they should do mission. No, he says, it's not the blueprint of the actual way it works out. It's the essence that is behind the appearance. God's will, Christ's presence, the Holy Spirit's work, that beneath, behind, and within creates that miracle in whatever context that miracle is placed. South Belfast, beside the Holy Land, Lower Ormo, Botanic Avenue, Queen's University, 2012. How will that look? Of course, if we went into some of the detail about Ephesians, not my strength, but I'd like to throw a few of those wee things in This is the only letter in the New Testament That's not really written about how badly they're doing And how they should improve things Or the problems that are going on that Paul wants to sort out This is a letter of just Wonderful instruction Of how the glorious salvation Becomes alive In a community of Stumblers after Jesus So we're going to look at Ephesians Why do we start in chapter 4 My question To Eugene entirely but it becomes a little bit obvious as if you get the book and you read the book and as we follow through this, why? Peterson sees, I think, in his own commentary, these crucial words that we've read together from uh, chapter 4 um, that Mo read for us. There will Then we will be no longer, uh, well, first go back to verse 13. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will not no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows, builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Peterson, uh, in his uh, message, Um, Paraphrases that God wants us to grow up To know the whole truth And tell it in love Like Christ in everything So that we will grow up Healthy in God Robust in love In Northern Ireland Birth is very important We all want to be Born again Well we don't all want to be But those who are want everybody else to be And we're not At all knocking that theology It's there That's what Jesus said to Nicodemus But at a service not so long ago I heard somebody saying It was an installation service We hope that God blesses the ministry And that many people get born again Through your ministry in this place I long for that in Fitzroy But it's not My ministry in Fitzroy Or all of it anyway This is the church This is a body of believers I'm not going to tell those who are born to get born again I'm going to tell those who are born To get grown up again You know we look today at the kids And they're not going to stay in primary one We want them to get into primary two We want them to get to another school We want them to get grown up We want them to in all those ways they develop Also to find Christ and to grow in Christ The birth has happened. It's wonderful and it's a fact and it's important. But boy, do we need to grow up again. And that's what lacks, I think, in much of our Northern Ireland Christianity. It's like we stay in the maternity ward and we don't leave the maternity ward. Or we just creep in the door of the kingdom and we just sit there holding on, not wanting to... So this is a book where Peterson's saying growth is equally important equally important. Yes, we need to have new birth. Yes, we need to be new creations in Jesus, but we need to move quickly from that into maturity in the faith that we hear about in these words. The full stature of Christ growing and building up. I know many ministers who have found it hard in their parishes because they've tried to teach the word of God and get people to grow up. And all the ones who are born again want to hear about is how to be born again. No, we want to grow up. We want to mature in Christ. And Peterson says that this is not arithmetic. In America, growth is about how many people are in church this morning? How many church services do you have? How many small groups do you have? No, we want to grow. And that might happen, and it is around us. But this is about us growing as individuals and as a community. Because as Rose says, if we do that and we live this, that's when it might grow in the other arithmetic way. But we need to be growing up in ourselves. Now, it's interesting when you read good New Testament. I don't know. Gary will correct me, no doubt, at the end of this. But Peterson takes a word out of um, uh, this chapter uh, 4, the word worthy of our calling, the word worthy. And he says it comes from Axios. Which he says is like balancing in the scales. That uh, we live a life worthy of our calling. We live a life balancing in the scales. I was, as I read into it, I was going, what are you, where are you going here, Eugene? But what he says is this. That the balancing of the scales is the balance between God's call to us and us living it. Is the worthiness of us living out our calling. He says, when our walking and calling are in balance we are whole. We are living maturely, living responsibly to God's calling, living congruent with the way God calls us into being. Axios means mature, healthy, robust. So, in your own life today, I'm sure as the kids go to different classes, there will be teachers who'll be trying to say to them, now, before we get to where we're going, how did the last teacher do? Because I heard they weren't that good, you know. Certainly Dave, the ones who leave Dave Thompson's will be saying that one. Only joke, Dave, only joking, I promise. But, um, you know, you want to know where they are, just get a wee bit of a... So, the balance of the scales. God's call to live a glorious life of salvation and our walking... Our following. How are we doing? As individuals. And as a congregation. His invitation. His call. Our response. Walking as Christ. So that's what Ephesians is about. Chapters 1 to 3 are about God's plan. God's resources and God's glorious grace. And chapters 4 to 6 are our worked out in our walk among each other. And what we do in our churches, in our homes, and in our society. Chapters 1 to 3, The Glorious Call. Chapters 4 to 6, The Walk of the Talk. And what it's interesting to say here is that is a bit individual in some ways. But not in the context of the church. Church. Not in the context of the miracle that the Holy Spirit gave in Acts chapter 2. Because what Paul tells us here in chapter 4 is that this is worked out. This growth, this axis, this balance of God's call and our walking is all worked out in community. In this new community. Interpersonal relationships. This book is about the church. A new way for interaction The Bible is the story of how Relationships were broken John Trinder Gave us much to think about in that last Sunday night How Relationships were broken In Genesis 1-3 to And then this story that we hear about In its condensed version And Paul's just sweeping it Poetically and musically onto the page Of how God's plan of salvation works out This is about what salvation looks like Not only in I can tick off and say I'm saved But on how that salvation Works out In interpersonal relationships a Community of believers And then on out into The community as a whole And Peterson says that Common worship, what we've just done Gives the basic form And provides the essential consent Content for this aspect of growing up to the full stature of Christ. What I said at the start in our idea that 1010 would be worship, 1010 would be pastoral care, 1010 would be mission, what that means is that everything we as a session are trying to implement in our programming is in order that we as a community would be able to come together in a way that would allow us to become full stature of Christ as individuals and a community. So when we look at our worship, we want a breadth of worship. Some of us this morning want to thank God. We want to put some theology in there like we did at the start. We came surveying the cross, surveying that glorious plan of salvation that we're going to talk about later. Then some of us are not in a mood this morning to really celebrate because we have cares and we have worries and we want to include those in so that during the worship we as a community might share with each other in the prayers and the readings and the songs so that this hour on a Sunday might help us to become ten ten. Pastoral care. Things come out of nowhere and blow us off our feet. When that happens, we want to put a pastoral care team together that is going to be able to come and help us as we're knocked off our feet and not able to be ten ten, to put us back on our feet again. And then mission is the place where when he sent the disciples out, Jesus sent the disciples out and he said, go and do this. No point in just being in a class and learning it. You've got to then go out and make it happen. And so there will be opportunities for mission around Fitzroy. But ultimately the aim is that we would all be missional, whatever lecture hall, office, shop, factory, law court, we're in tomorrow. So what we want to do as a session is that we want to bring all these things together so that as a community working together, we will grow up. Maturity develops in worship as we develop in our friendship with the friends of God, not just our preferred friends, Eugene says. One of our strengths is we are so different. I have every theological hue in front of me right now not literally called Hugh, obviously. (laughs) But there's Sundays when I say something and I look that way and think they like that. And then I look that way and think, oh, they might like that. They'll not like that, but they might like that. We have different ideas about all kinds of stuff. And the wonderful thing and the biblical thing and the Christian thing about it is, the Ephesians thing about it is that we do it in community. That we listen to each other. That we can ask any question. That we can give any answer. That we can disagree and still love. That we can critique. That is a strength of this particular community in this particular place. Because here is a thing I used to tell students around this time. Well, in a few weeks' time. That guy in your flat across the corridor that you cannot get on with. Is God's greatest resource To your maturing in the faith this year Peterson says it Not with our preferred friends Not with the ones that agree theologically with us No, 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 no We grow when we interact with people That prove to us in our relationships the fall Broke relationships Made us be judgmental Made us divide and point fingers. Made us overcritical. That's the fall. That is the mark of the fall. The mark of the glorious salvation of Jesus is those people getting on together again. That's what Christ died for. That's what we need to make happen. And we do. We do. I watch it. So, what we want to do this winter is grow. Find out about this glory that gives us enough imagination to open up the world to us as chapters one, oh my word. I mean, you read these passages and you go, if you're a preacher, boy, do you love to get into this stuff. And how it's all based in what I am delighted to be back into. A community of people That it's just great to be in the midst of Oh it's not always The mark of the falls all around us But there's a working out of this glorious salvation Happening in the very coffee We will drink after the service I think God's calling us He's always calling us And how we will judge next year With the kids like I said Let's look at this next year And our growth will be this As God calls us to this glorious salvation, how are we going to respond in living it in this community that is a miracle of God and that He wants to use for His glorious salvation becoming alive in the city centre of Belfast? Let's pray. God, we thank you for rebirth. We thank you for the glorious salvation as it's worked out in the New Testament and the Old Testament, and as it's, we're going to read about in this book of Ephesians how wonderful and glorious it is, and that our, we are invited and can respond to that salvation. We thank you for the possibility of a new start, of being new creations. But, Lord, we're really at the stage where we Want to grow further than we have grown and we are a congregation that has grown in so many ways and so at the outset of this church year we just come through Ephesians 4 through what Eugene Peterson has unpacked from uh, Ephesians 4 and we want to commit ourselves and we want to say Lord we want to hear your call we want to listen for your call generally and then specifically and then we ask that your Holy Spirit would give us the sensitivity to hear your call that you would give us the practical ways we can the imagination to work out how to live your call and then the courage to just put it into practice in relationships amongst us here in relationships in our families in relationships on our street in relationships in our city in our country and across the world god we give ourselves to you And we ask you to show us where should we follow. In Christ's name we want to. And in Christ's name we pray. Amen.